You're listening to That Church Podcast with Justin Dean and Van Baird. Conversations about digital media and the church. Join our community online at thatchurch.community. We first met Megan at the Atlanta conference last year. Yeah. Um, she has written about and told us that she was like, okay, I'm here, but I could probably teach this better than you. <laughs> and so, she didn't say it in those words, but we know, <laughs> we know that's what she meant. Yeah, we know. But um, she's right. Um, absolutely right. Yeah, she's absolutely right. <laughs> um, but we impressed her enough that um, she came to our Chicago workshop. She yeah. has blogged for us on our site. Um, and she's got just a phenomenal heart for the church and using social media in the church. Um, and so we booked this a couple of months ago um, uh, because we're busy. And um, we wanted to uh, make sure she was on here. And this is really what our community is about. Um, Fairborn United Methodist Church is probably not on your radar as far as um, a mega church or a church that you're learning from, but that should change after today's show. Um, but we want to continue to find people in the trenches doing digital and doing it well, uh, no matter the size of the church. We can all learn um, from people no matter what the size of the church, their background, um, but some people are just doing some really cool things, and Megan's definitely one of those people. Um, if she's not writing, she is on staff as a pastor at Fairborn United Methodist Church in Ohio, and um, she spends most of her time working on digital and social media communications, so hashtag churchcom. Um, in addition, she also leads worship. You should, if you're friends with her on Facebook, you got a private concert. It was pretty cool. Um, and she preaches from time to time. That's humble. Um, in 2015, she earned her doctorate uh, of ministry. So we're just going to start calling her Doc until she recognizes that we're talking to her. Um, uh, so she's got a degree in um, in digital and social media, and it's and uses it within the church communication and evangelism efforts. Um, which was interesting because a really friend of all of ours, Katie Allred, asked a, a question today I want to talk about in uh, one of the Facebook groups that we're in about using social media for evangelism. Um, she's got uh, a, an incredible husband, apparently. I've never seen him. Um, but she's really good friends with Tara. We can talk about that. I see Tara more than I see T-Rex, uh, and two of the coolest kids. So have we not? We've already unmuted her. She's back on, right? She's good to go. As long as she's unmuted. Hey, Megan. Hey, guys. There she is. How Welcome are you? Welcome to the show. I'm good. Thank you for having me. Oh, it's our pleasure. Our Megan, pleasure. Yeah, we love you. Like we are your biggest fans. Like that is for sure. You have been awesome to the conference, awesome to us, and knowing that you are just awesome general content you're putting out. So we, any chance we can get to promote you, we're gonna do it. Well, I appreciate it. You guys uh, gave me a huge. Slice of humble pie when I was in Atlanta last year, so. Oh man. Kudos to you on that. Oh come on. Yeah. Well, yeah, we're we are thrilled that you're in our community and we get to learn from one another, um, and that's definitely been the case over the last year. So yeah, totally totally happy to have you on the show. So um, so for people that don't know, I know I gave a little bit of a bio, but you didn't come out of the womb talking about digital and social media. Um, but tell us a little bit of your story as far as how you got into Fairborn, what your background is, and how you decided to go after your doctorate in digital and social media. Um, so I started in the ministry probably when I was about 15. I've, I'm a pastor's kid. 
Um, so all I've known is the church, and uh, so I knew at some point in life that I was supposed to do church stuff, and um, graduated college with Christian Ministries degree, went into straight into seminary, and uh, started as a youth pastor then, um, and just kind of started working my way up, I suppose. Okay. Uh, I got to a church in Middletown, and um, was quickly shifted over from an education pastor to uh, something else. Didn't know what it was. Um, and <laughs> I've been Imagine a couple that. of yeah. I know. I was just kind of a catch-all pastor, I think. Uh, and I actually got my own church for a little while. And yeah. I was a senior pastor, so I was like, it. Um, and then wow. I had my daughter and realized I couldn't be a mom and a mom to a church at the same right. time. Yeah. Uh, so my good friend uh, that I grew up with said, I need an associate. Why don't you come hang out with me? So that's kind of how I landed in Fairborn in a nutshell. Um, nice. And I've okay. always done, like, just digital stuff. I love making videos and whatnot. So when so you, uh, you run the digital stuff uh, for your church as well in your role as associate pastor? Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> she says begrudgingly. Yeah. <laughs> I do. No, and I, I love it. I, when I got there within a year, I said, frankly, your website's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> you, need to, you need to fix it, uh, and it's kind of one of those, you open your mouth and you got to do it, yeah. um, so I did, and I tried to fix our website as much as I could, um, and that's yeah, kind of what I felt. You should have led with, you know, your salaries are too low, you need to fix it. Yeah. That's <laughs> <true>. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nah, I don't do this for the money. Okay. So, um, sort of. And so that's kind of where it all began was just with the website, and it kind of just exploded from there, and at that point, social media wasn't quite on the radar um, as much as it is now. I was in 2010, so it started, okay. it just started to kind of kick off. Mm -hmm. um, and we were going pretty pretty good for a little while. And, uh, you know, Facebook just exploded at that point, and then we jumped on Twitter and started doing Twitter stuff and kind of all snowballed. So how many how many platforms is y'all's church on currently? Uh, well, uh, we're on... Facebook and Twitter. Um, okay. We have Instagram. Uh, we just again, I try to balance so much that I don't yeah. balance that one well. Uh, we no. were on Pinterest, like Instagram right when just Pinterest hit 500 million users. So I know you gotta get on. We're like we're on it. It's, it's just my postings are very sparse right. uh, with that one, um, and we haven't jumped in to Snapchat quite yet, but we're getting there. Okay, so you mentioned that y'all were on Pinterest, but not now. No, like we may even still have a site. Okay. Apparently, you'll see half my family come through my door. By the way. Hey, that's okay. Hey, it's a family show. <laughs> it's rated PG. It. It's PG, yeah. Um, we were on Pinterest. I did, I just didn't know what to do with it. And yeah. Uh, again, I'm still kind of out there. I listened to the post two weeks ago, with, but was it Bo Kaufman who was talking on Pinterest? Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, gave me good ideas. I'm still up in the air about you know kind of what to do with it, but. Um, yeah, the uh, church marketing sucks chat last Thursday too. Yeah, that's what it was we too. Spent some time on Pinterest, and um, I, I was it was eye opening to me. I haven't really thought about using it in the church, and yeah, there's some really cool stuff. There. Well, something to be said for just focusing on a couple at a time, doing them well, and then moving on. Oh so heck yeah! Don't don't yeah. feel the pressure to be uh, be everywhere. No, not, I think that's why we haven't quite. I want to jump into Snapchat. It's just time. I think yeah. you'd be good at Snapchat for sure, especially with. Kind of experience with the T Rex stuff, which we'll get into. And all that. I mean, that's that's what Snapchat's built for. Yeah, uh, absolutely. 
<laughs> well, take me down the, the doctoral path because where do you go to get a doctorate in digital and social media and what do you learn and, and how is that benefited? So actually, I started the concept or the, the thought process um, because my, my dad was a pastor for 30 years mm -hmm. and his two churches didn't have websites and I thought, holy cow, you, you basically don't exist if you're not, if you can't be found by Google, you, you don't exist at right. that point. Um, and I thought, how can I help other churches get into that digital framework and digital mindset? And the seminary I graduated from with my master's um, had a doctoral program that was around that that type of stuff, but not right. the focus I wanted. So it was basically I created my own program. What? Um, yeah, I I found a doctoral group that was doing similar things within the digital world. Um, it was actually a storytelling um, group and just how to how to tell stories better. Um, and I just I kind of shifted a lot of that into okay, well, well, if we're talking about stories over here with the biblical story, then how can we take the biblical story and then tell it the same manner in the digital world through digital social media? Right. Um, wow. So just, oh, that's really interesting. So where at school is that? Uh, United Theological Seminary. It's in Dayton, yeah. Ohio. The uh, Howard University. Yeah, yeah something like that. Yeah. Totally legit. <laughs> that's great. <laughs> My online degree, I got it in like you know three months. I just said three years. That's legit. We, you can get one too, man. It's just cost okay. nine ninety nine. Good that's to right. know. <laughs> so yeah, and I think that's not uncommon by any stretch of the imagination. There's a lot of churches still that don't have even a decent website. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I mean, what? But if you're talking to any church of of, of y'all size, and Fairborn's got what two hundred fifty members? Yeah. On a, good, on a good Sunday. So what would you tell them as far as why they need to at least have a decent website? At least be online. I mean, you know, again, if people don't look in the phone book anymore, they don't they don't look at the yellow pages, they don't look barely at a newspaper, they're gonna search Google. And if right. they can't if they can't find you within a search engine, uh, they're gonna go to the next search that they're gonna see uh, that is. And you know, so just the fact that you can be found online. Right. Uh, you know, is in and of itself, you know, a win. Um, totally. And at, and at this day and age, you know, I even tell them, like, even if you have a website, it, heck, if you're on Facebook, I mean, people can search within Facebook nowadays and, and find, you know, equal amount of content. I mean, Facebook wants you to stay within their site. So they're going to do everything they can to make that as easy as possible. Um, you know, rock your Facebook site, too. And, you know, they go hand in hand, but, heck, with that one, you can just, Go all day long, right? From um, from the website standpoint, is if if uh, you knew of a church that was wanting to do a, a new website, what would you recommend to them as far as where to start? So I'm getting ready to redo some of the stuff on ours, um, but we use a site. Uh, it's called Ezekiel. Again, the Methodist Church has some random connection with this company, um, okay. but it's super easy. WordPress is incredibly user friendly. Um, okay. I would also shoot people to WordPress. Uh, I know on the communications group we have, there's been a lot of WordPress stuff going around. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. It's good for, good for blogs and good for websites too. Right. Yeah, and it really the information superhighway is, is it's, there's really no reason not to figure out how to do oh, a website or anything anymore with the amount of information that's online. So, But there are churches that hopefully they listen to this one day that are of your size, maybe even smaller, and we just want to encourage them. There's really no reason not to you know, put your right. foot in that, in that in that pool, for sure. Yeah. So, um, but you mentioned Facebook too, and, and 
just knowing you and, and Fairborn, that's where you guys live the most, would you say? Yeah, I would say that. Now, on so, Sundays, we, we do a lot of live tweeting, but we mostly live on, on Facebook a lot. And so who's doing that for you in your church? Is that you? Yep. Okay, so any wow. volunteers or any team? Nope. I have... Okay. So Tara takes pictures for me. I call her... She's my picture minion. Okay. Uh, <laughs> We're referring to Tara Smith Gifford, um, who is also part of our community and is one of the funniest people. <laughs> Absolutely. She really is. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, but I try to have a couple different people on Sunday mornings just take pictures for me. Okay. Um, you know, because when I'm leading worship, it's a little difficult to take a picture. Uh, Can you just talk about that process? Because, again, it, I think that so many churches feel like they don't have a budget, they don't have, you know, they don't want to take a resource away from somebody that's on staff. How easy is it to get volunteers to take photos? I simply walked up and asked, hey, can you take some pictures for me? I kind of give them some ideas on you know, scenarios that I would like to see so we can highlight that, you know, later throughout the week or even the day. Um, Tara and another girl in the first service take pictures for me. They literally airdrop them to my phone when they're done. That's nice. it. Nice. That's it. That's awesome. So are they, they're just taking them with their phone? Yep. Love it. Yeah, I have hey. a, I have a, I call it a hoity-toity camera. So um, you mean you just, but, you just walk up to them and ask them, can you do yeah. that? Yeah. That's so easy. There's not like a church form, a sign up. You didn't have a meeting. You didn't. Yeah. No, no committee to decide. You know yeah. how I should ask them, the way I should ask them. I just said, hey, can you take some pictures? Um, I even have my son take some pictures for me, and he loves it. Yeah. Uh, well, heck yeah. Just, just go around in a different angle. Well, there's been yeah. plenty of pressure for churches and businesses, for that matter, to create content. Content is king. Right. You have to create content. You have to create content. And I think there's some limitations to a lot of people just don't even start because they think they have to pay for that and they have to spend a lot of time with that. And to your point, it's just a matter of being present. And right. you can work on you know how good it looks and the polishing it up, but just don't let that be the reason you don't post and, and get people involved that want to help. Right. Yeah. So, um, so Facebook. What kind of strategy do you guys have there as far as um, how often do you guys post and what do you guys share? We usually try to post um, at least at least once a day, if not more than that. Um, usually once in the morning. Then I try to hit something again in the evening. Uh, usually Sunday, it's in the evening. It's something of hey, what did you enjoy about worship? Um, what stuck out to you? Uh, Monday morning is you know, typically something that that'll kind of people help people remember worship or just connect them to something um, that we've done either over the weekend or this coming up. Um, again, throughout the week, we'll just kind of sprinkle in various uh, events that are coming up. But I like to highlight, you know, either what's what's um, you know what's been the best part of your week. Uh, we also throw out one of how can we pray for you. Mm. Um, you know, what are some things that that you're dealing with? Um, that we can, as a community, kind of rally around you and, and pray with you for. Um, and it's really interesting because there are weeks we will get a ton of people sending in uh, prayers to us. And then there are some weeks we only get a handful. Um, Is, that only had... Is that discouraging when people aren't participating when you're asking questions? Because mm. we hear that a lot. People who say, okay, I'm asking questions, but nobody's nobody's giving me their prayer requests. And they... No, I mean... It, there are times when I think it's not a bad thing if people don't, you know, have a necessarily prayer request. You know, yeah. <laughs> maybe the week's going great at that point. You know, <laughs> I'm, I'm, that's awesome. 
you know, and, and the, the days that we don't have anybody respond, you know, I offer up more of a, you know, what a blessing it is that, that we've had this. And, you know, again, I, I know there are people that just don't want to say anything, and that's right. That's okay, too. So. Yeah. Well, I hear you I never, I never get discouraged. No. You really don't. I mean, your attitude about, and we're going to talk talk about a blog post of yours in a little bit, but your attitude about social media and, and why you don't, why you have been discouraged and how you work through that. But I do see a lot of posts on your Facebook page that end in question marks. Yeah. Was that something that was taught? Is that just something you all figured out on your own? A little bit of both. Again, Dave does a really, Dave Adamson does a really good job and, uh, you know, saying, hey, it's a two-way street. You can't you can't expect people to communicate with you if you don't vice versa communicate with them. Um, and then I think uh, Phil Bodle, did I say that right? Battle. Yeah. Yep. Battle. You know, and the guys at Newspring. Um, you know, it's the idea of asking more questions than, than putting periods at the end of a sentence. Yep. Uh, you know, again, if if you want if you want that conversation, you have you have to ask the questions in order to get a conversation going. Um, and I did that a little bit beforehand, but again, once we hit Atlanta. It was just a good reminder of, hey, this is a relational thing. This is social media. It's not, right. it's not a billboard media. It's, it's social. It's meant to be interactive, and how can we do that? Yes. So, now obviously, you found our conference last year, but before then, because you mentioned Dave Adamson at North Point, mm -hmm. New Spring, Chris Dunnigan, Phil at Westridge, but before then, like, where were you going to find out how to do social better? Any marketing book I could find. Okay. A lot of the stuff that I looked at before um, before I found you guys, it was, you know, any marketers that were out there doing it well. Um, HubSpot, I looked at mm -hmm. a lot, just some of their content that they gave. Um, Phil Cook, uh, he's a yeah. he's a storyteller. Um, yeah. Just a lot of his stuff is awesome. Um, you know, but it was just whatever was out there that I could find and eat up. And Google searched till my heart's content on, yeah. on what was out there. Um so you're so, nothing necessarily in particular, but so you're the associate yeah. pastor. So you've got your job description. You know, is going to not all be social and digital focused. Right. So how many hours a week are you spending in the area of digital? Um, on the church. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'll get to the others. <laughs> um, it's probably about 15, 15, 20 hours. I could go more if I let myself. Okay. Uh, do that, but. That's a pretty big chunk. Of your yeah. work week, yeah. Yeah, and that's that's everything. I mean, that's creating sure. content. That's you know, updating websites, updating the the social media sites, and so that's that's all of it put together. Yeah. Um, so it's a pretty good chunk. So now, where you live um, is not necessarily a technology hotbed. It's not Atlanta. It's actually, not New York. No, it isn't. But actually, right state. Um, this whole yeah, area is right. actually known for innovation because we that's have right. the Wright Patterson Air Force Base, which is um, Huge into technology and and all that good stuff. So we're, we kind of are. It's not Atlanta, right? No. Uh, well, that's helpful. But, but I was leading yeah. to you know, you've got the church that you run, but you also because you figured some things out on your own because you've studied this, you have an opportunity to run what one or two other accounts. Uh, yeah. How many? Three or four. Uh, How many? Four others. Okay, so you well, got four other accounts that you run. For, and that's in your local area, and one of them is the local fire department. Is that right? Correct. So Correct. tell us a little bit about that and how you got involved there. Uh, well, my husband works for Fairwarns Fire Department, and it's actually their, the local, so the firefighters local, um, mm -hmm. which 
long, I'm not going to get into the difference between the two. Okay. But, okay. Um, so I run their social media, and it actually happened after um, one of the firefighters in Boston died, and mm. I just saw the outpouring that the firefighter community was giving to this family, and I thought, man, how, how can ours do that the same way? Um, mm. So I talked to my husband and said, okay, your social media is not currently stellar. How can okay. we fix that? Very um, judgmental of, of yeah. others' social media. <laughs> I am. <laughs> I just I have the desire for people to, to do their best and, and be their best. Gotcha. Um, so they kind of worked it out where I could take over and start running their their social media. And uh, we went when I started, they had I think 200 plus followers on their Facebook, and as of today, it was like 3,000 and wow, great. I think yeah. There you go. It's been pretty cool. So you figured some stuff out. A little bit. A little bit. It's a lot easier, and this is this was fascinating to see, you know, because you parallel the two of them, and mm -hmm. they're between the church and the fire department. They're both service-oriented organizations. Or the community. Right. Like right. Community-oriented. Yeah. You'll get people to like and follow a fire department way quicker than you will a church. Sure. There's, there's no buy-in. You know, if I like the fire department, I'm I'm just liking the fire department because it's who they are. Right. But if I'm like in a church, I've now bought into that. I've now made this assumption um, that that's where my likes are. Right. And it's just been fascinating to see because I can run similar posts, similar content on both of them, and one will go way higher and way faster almost instantly just because it's who they are. So that just speaks to the audience, right? Because it's really interesting Correct. that you've run the both and you know, you've had the growth in the one versus the other. But what have you learned from running multiple ones? Like, what are you borrowing from the fire department's page that you're trying out on the church page and vice versa? Um, it's, it's, it's a lot of fun A-B testing. Mm -hmm. um, you know, again, it's, there are different audiences, and it's, it's taught me how to, especially with Facebook and some of the ads that we do, mm -hmm. on, on how to target the ads to the appropriate audience. Right. You know, I, I, can't, I can't do one designed for the church to the fire department because it's not going to work. Right. Um, and so it's just taught me a lot of of how to shape what I post and how I post it to the audience that I want to reach. So you mentioned Facebook ads. How often, from a church perspective, do you guys use the ads on Facebook? Um, for big events, maybe once a quarter, depending on what we're doing. Um, and, then, and then who are you targeting? So are you choosing, like, friends of the people that like your page, or are you going outside there altogether? Um, it depends on what we're doing. We're, we're getting ready to start a third service here in the fall, um, so okay. we'll target the community in a little wider, as well as um, the people that like our page, again, just to kind of get that reach out. Yeah. Um, but it just depends on, you know, the audience, if it's our vacation Bible school coming up here in, in the next few weeks, it'll, you know, that, that target is more for parents with kids, you know, I'm not going to have it be 65, and, well, I might, I might for <laughs> grandparents, but, uh, you know, again, the, the target is just different. Um, yeah. For for each thing, and um, you, you know, I was working with uh, a church doing some ads for them, and they wanted to target like new movers, and I didn't oh, realize yeah. that there were actually mm -hmm. um, interest behaviors in there specifically for that. Like they use data yeah. from credit reports even and stuff like that, and you can target yeah. people who just moved into an area, even people who they think that Facebook thinks might be moving soon based off of what they're liking and posting, which is a little creepy, but. It, it totally worked to, to do a church ad that said just, hey, welcome to the neighborhood. 
we want you to know we're here, and we got some really good conversions with that. So I, I was, I mean, it's impressive the new targeting features that they add all the time. Yeah, That's really I, cool. I, I highly recommend. Even, you know, again, because you can reach so many people for such a small price. Right. Well, it's so much yeah. easier than, like, a direct mail campaign. We used to do yep. postcards to new movers all the time. We'd, we'd buy lists from, like, countrywide and stuff, and, like, I mean, you get less than 1% return on that for a $10,000 campaign, right. whereas 50 bucks on Facebook will get you just as many people. Right. Yeah, the data they have collected is overwhelming. It's yeah. deep. It's really, really deep in so many layers. Um, and so, again, shout out to uh, Social Media Church. They, their podcast today spoke a lot to that today. Um, so, Megan, you, you've, you've kind of figured out a couple of different ways to do social really well, and you, and you blog about it as well. Um, what's the 18 for in RevHoward18.com? Uh, so my I play softball in college. Yep. Uh, so that was my number, um, okay. and I got it from uh, my favorite player growing up was Andy Van Slyke. He played for the Pirates. The Pirates. Uh, yeah, the Braves beat them. A so, but of we won't mention that. That's a touchy <laughs> subject. <laughs> I, he was still safe in my eyes. He was oh, safe. oh, oh wow! <laughs> Come on. Good grief. So, um, but you do have a blog, Reverend. It's RevHoward18.com, um, yep. and um, I guess subtitle would be Preach It Sister, yep. um, appropriately. And so you've been blogging on there for a while. Um, there was a particular post that um, you shared not too long ago, um, and it was just about being frustrated with knowing social media well, knowing that the church should be telling stories better than anybody because of the story that we have to tell, of the salvation story. Um, but just talk about your heart as you wrote that post about being frustrated with social media and actually questioning, like, should, we, should you just quit? Yeah, you know, it was, it was right at the kind of beginning of the political season. And uh, I always want to quit social media during political season because it's, Intense. It's all, mm -hmm. It is intense, and, and especially at this time of year, and just with everything that's going on, and I had so many of my friends that had said, I'm, I'm done, I'm quitting, I'm not going to do this anymore, I can't stand all the negativity, I don't want to read it, I don't want to see it, and, you know, I thought, you know, it's not a bad thing, and Lent was coming up, and I thought, you know, give it up for Lent, and, you know, I had a couple friends do the same thing, and I just thought, that's, that's defeating the purpose, though, if we do that. Um... You know, and, and I, I kept I kept this stewing in my head of I could quit, sure. I could I could quit lots of things. Um, but that's not that's not what we're called to do, that's not who we're called to be. Uh, you know, Jesus didn't didn't quit and he had every right in the world to to say, I'm not doing this. Mm, for sure. And you know, look at this world that, that has done nothing but hate me. And you know, again I Odd sort of way. I just I took that into how we do social media and the church. The church just can't jump ship because we don't like what people are saying. Um, we can't jump ship because you know that post over here uh, made me feel bad, or mm. um, you know this one on on this site. You know, just got me so angry. I wanted to say something. You know, I, I just, again we we can't take that framework because it's there's so much good out there. Yeah. And you know, there's such a bigger issue, and that's. You know, if we can flip our mindset to using social media again, as Van, as you say, to point people to Jesus, and in our at our church, it's you know 
how do we move people to Jesus? Um, you know, and I began to look at it differently. And so I, I thought, I, I can't, I can't quit. You know, Jesus didn't quit on us. He had every right to. Um, and I, I can't quit on the people that I'm going to have an opportunity to meet every day via a digital framework. Because um, that may be the day they, they experience Jesus in a different way that they've never experienced him before. Yes, preach it, sister. <laughs> awesome. See what you did there, Justin. Thanks. I, so, I, I mean, I, I totally agree with you, though. Like, we're, we're in a weekly community group to our church, and, you know, we meet in person uh, in our homes every week. And every week, somehow or another, it comes back to politics and the discussion just because we're, yeah. you know, we, we don't see each other for a whole week usually. And then it's like, okay, well, you know, what's the latest? Like, because that's the, that's the big thing to discuss right now. And I, you know, sometimes it does get tiring. It's like, oh, my gosh, can we... Because half the group is, you know, one way and half the group is the other way. And so it's sometimes it's some heated discussions. And we could easily say, well, we're just going to quit, you know, quit community group for, for a right. while during this season. And it, I feel like that's the same way. Like, we can't just quit Facebook. Like, it's the way that we communicate and interact with people. And I think you'd be missing out on some, you know, big opportunities, even though it's tough. Yeah. yeah. And I just want to encourage everybody to obviously read. And we'll share the post we'll share out the, the show notes. Um, um, I'm getting some feedback on my end. Are y'all hearing it on y'all's? No? Okay. Yep. Um, but uh, at, the, at the end of the post, and this is where I got, I, I won't cry because I've read this out loud enough times now, um, but I did tear up the first couple of times I read this to people. It says, I guess I'm here to stay then. I'm here to stay because if Jesus thinks the world was worth dying on a cross for, then the world is worth me shining a light into an often very dark and negative social media world. And I just want to shout that you know, as loud as I can to so many people um, that, especially in the church, that do not spend the time, spend the effort to do social media and do it well. And, you know, I've said it to you in text and, and all that before, but it, that post is uh, one of my most favorite things I've ever read on the Internet. Well, thank you. So keep writing. Um, and I wasn't the only one that noticed, I guess. Um, you recently got to be a, a contributor to Church Mag, um, which has a funny URL we're going to make fun of for about two seconds. Um, it's churchma.churchm.ag, so like church mag. Um, so web 2.0. Yeah, so 2.0. Um, but talk about that and what we can expect from what you're going to be writing them for them. Uh, yeah, uh, so they contacted me sometime in the spring, early spring. Um, I help coach our varsity softball team, so I... I said, ah, don't talk to me until after May. Right. Um, my schedule is nuts. I can't even think about writing. Did they contact um, you, Van? Cause... No, I haven't. <laughs> yeah, they did. Huh? I mean, I know those guys. So anyway, continue. <laughs> well, on the download, I think it's because partly I'm a female, and so they want to get more what? female writers. So. That's sexist. I know. Um, so anyway, they contacted me, and I said, hey, just give me, give me until the end of May. And so June 1st, I said, all right. I've done a lot of thinking and praying. Uh, if you still would love for me to write for you, I'd love to, to be a part of it. Um, awesome. So Congratulations. Of, so you, thanks. The so far have been awesome on there. Yeah. Uh, actually, just so the, the one about the, the blog post, not the blog post, sorry, the podcast. Um, yeah. It had, and I don't even know why, it had 93 shares on Facebook. Uh, Whoa. Which, for a little old me, that blew me away. I thought, holy cow. Um, <laughs> cool yep. stuff. Thanks for uh, including us on there. 
hey, uh, I, don't, no, I don't know I why we were number one, yeah, but too. as long as we're above Jay and Nils, <laughs> that's all that matters. I did, I did see the uh, competition going back and forth. I did, I did text Justin after that. I was like, yeah, you might need to load some more podcasts up there. Yeah, we might need to actually pay more attention to that. <laughs> We're going to start making lists. So. <laughs> so, well, that's. I think it speaks to how hungry are, people are to learn um, yeah. on how to do social well. There's a heart for the church, and my gosh, it's just too easy to, to share. Like you said, you have to have a website at the very least. Right. Um, you know, I don't know, I don't go out to a restaurant without pulling it up on Yelp. Or Zoom, or you know, or um, Google, you know, just to um, find out what other people are saying about it. And so, at the very least, you know, we live in a digital society, and I think there are a lot of people in the church that are probably, and I wish this wasn't the case, 10 to 15 years behind um, where they should be from a technology standpoint. But at least there's enough information out there. So, yeah, are you what, tell us is that kind of the vein you're going to stay in as far as what kind of posts you're going to be putting on on their site? Yeah, I think so. I'll probably try to do as much as I can um, in the areas of, you know, it's kind of some of the practical sides of, of social media and, and how the church can can practically do this. Um, but also, how can we begin to speak to that evangelism side? Um, you know, again, the other half of my doctoral studies, you know, was how can we use the digital social media as an evangelistic effort? Um, and so it'll, there'll be some little focus a little bit on on that side, too. Help me, help me down off the ledge, because um, our mutual friend Katie Allred shared yeah. a post today. Um, and she, the question was, to a church, a, a, a Facebook group of church communicators, digital communications, twenty five hundred plus communicators. Twenty five hundred plus. Yeah. Do any of y'all have a strategy for online evangelism? I almost, I, was like, I almost was going to have oh. you have Katie on here tonight. <laughs> <laughs> That post made me cry. For I mean, I, yeah, I contributed yeah. jokes in it too, but people are just in there making jokes and not. No one has posted. Yeah, here's our policy. Here's you know everything else in that group has been like. Yeah, here's our doc on that. Here's our doc on that. This crickets. It's amazing. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. sad too though. But it can't, I think it kind of speaks to the the encouragement that you are to us that you're actually studying of how to get better at this so this is your heart yeah, and so you know we want you to speak into the community of people that um, can say you know what that is an issue we do need to take this free resource for the most part um, and be able to to have a digital strategy an evangelistic strategy to use these platforms to reach people for Jesus I mean we spend I mean my daughter's going to Mexico in the summer and she's got to raise three grand to go to a foreign country and you know rub shoulders with a couple of you know maybe a hundred people, yeah. And we're not spending five dollars to boost a post to get people to come to our church. So you know um, I'm I'm not sure where I'm going with this other than that was a, a yeah. quick rant. Um, but you know as someone who's in the church and you know on staff, like um, what kind of conversations do you have with other leaders in the church as far as you know how we get better at this? I just encourage them to, to A, get on it. Um, and when they tell me they don't have the time, uh, again, that's kind of when I get on my rant and my soapbox um, because we do have the time. Um, if we have the time to make a phone call, if we have the time to go uh, to the hospital and visit somebody, if we have the time to sit down and have a conversation with somebody, we have the time to do social media. 
um, we have the time to invest because there are so many more relationships that are happening within this digital framework than than we can even comprehend. Yeah. Um, we have had so many people. I, I wish I wish I had the numbers to back it up, but. We've had so many people that have found us online because we were online and then made it into our doors. Right. Had we not been there, they never would have made it into the door. Right. Um, we, had, we had a mother and a son uh, who watched us consistently via our live stream probably for a good three months. Mm. And you know, one day they just they came in. But had we not offered that service, they, they might not have ever walked in the door. Yeah. Um, and we we can't say we don't have the time, we don't have the resources, because there are so many out there, and we do have the time, right. and it, it is worth the church's investment to to use this outlet as a form of preaching the gospel and and moving people not only into relationships with each other but with Jesus. That's that's what it's about. Yeah, it's so encouraging, and I know I keep using that word with you, but it's just so nice to find somebody else that has that heart for the local church and and using digital the right way. Um, and so, you know, thank you so much for, for coming on. But before we let you go, we, we, we can't, we'd be remiss if we didn't talk about the stupid dinosaur costume. <laughs> Dude, it's amazing. <laughs> and I say stupid not... only because I didn't think of the idea. Seriously. So who, where did, who started it? What was the genesis of it? And when can we expect another post? When are you going to be on Ellen? Yeah. <laughs> you guys got to help us get on Ellen. How about that? Okay. So we saw, it was back in the, the winter, we saw like two, or a, a T-Rex skating. I don't even know what it was. And we were watching uh, my kids at swim practice, and I said, Tara, I said, you got to buy one of these. And so for people listening that don't know, and if you haven't, just Google T-Rex on the loose or go to yeah, T-Rex on the Do what? Just Facebook, T-Rex on the loose. T-Rex on the loose, but it is, um, it's a costume, it's an inflatable, inflatable T-Rex costume. I mean, little arms and everything. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and there's a little person inside of it, a hilarious, funny little blonde woman. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> She's my favorite. No, we just go around and, and we do goofy things. And we it's, made an appearance in Chicago at our We conference. did. We did. We uh, we actually contemplated walking a little further down the street in Chicago, but we didn't want to get arrested. Uh, <laughs> Good call. Um, but we do it just to make people smile. You know, again, there's so much negativity in the world. If we can add just a little bit of entertainment, stupidity into your day, we're all for it. And it's crazy what people will stop scrolling to watch. Oh, absolutely. We had a post. <laughs> We did one when we were in uh, Troy, Ohio. They have a giant. They had a giant statue of Abe Lincoln at the courthouse. Right. Sixty thousand people reached on that. Uh, you, what was it? It was just. It was a video of we walked down the downtown of Troy, Ohio, and we saw this giant statue of Abe Lincoln. That's it. <laughs> Sixty thousand people. Sixty thousand people. Yeah. Wow. I don't That's know. That's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah. We're not. We're definitely not Chewbacca lady, but it's pretty fun. That is. So. But I think you know you brought up her, but just that approach to you know it's okay to have fun. Yeah. On social media and you know the church, I think depending on the denomination or depending on just their background, it can be really boring. Some of these posts that are out there, and you mentioned earlier, you know, it's they're social in the words social media. Um, and so I think, I hope churches use that as an encouragement. Now, y'all don't do it necessarily just for the church. This is something completely separate. 
but right. Although we did make an appearance at church. So. Good. Yeah. You, uh, you should probably do more. Um, the most hilarious ones have been at the fire department. Those have been great. Like that him, was... him holding a hose, right? Wasn't one like that? <laughs> yeah, that was our first one. We stopped by to see my husband at work, and uh, I said, "Hey, we have this T-Rex outfit. Can we like use the hose and just spray water?" So. <laughs> it's hilarious. So, well, I just—I mean, we need more people thinking out the box. We need more people with your heart, yeah. you know, for for thinking this way and. Anything we can do to lift you up, to you know, elevate you and use our platform, we want to do that. And uh, so, trust me, this was a, a small way of doing that. But whatever you need, don't ask. Just tell us, you know, how we can help for sure. I appreciate it. I yeah. appreciate you guys letting me come on here. It was. I told you I was nervous. Uh, you know, again, I'm usually behind the camera, not in front of it. Um, it's just us guys it. having coffee together. <laughs> right. Yeah. I'm the same, man. I hate being on camera. Van loves it. He's a little diva. <laughs> so, yeah, grew up. Never, I, It's never hard for me to talk to anybody at any time. So, <laughs> Well, listen, um, Megan, I, I, we've, we'll put it in the show notes, um, but just let everybody know where they can find you online. Um, I'm on uh, Twitter, at RevHoward18. Uh, pretty much every other platform, I'm at RevHoward18. Uh, blogs, RevHoward.com. Um, and soon yeah. on Snapchat. Soon, I'm on <laughs> Snapchat. Uh, we got T-Rex on the loose for the dinosaur stuff. Uh, and right. then Fairborn UMC is the church I'm at. Okay, so we'll put all that in the show notes and um, on the podcast. But this will also be up on our community site, um, which you have contributed to there before. And we will gladly pay you more than some other sites to... Um, <laughs> <laughs> to contribute for us as well. <clears throat> Other sites. Anyway. So, hey, thanks again um, for coming on, and anytime you want to come back, just let us know. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thanks for listening to the show. For more resources and collaboration with other church practitioners, join our online community at thatchurch.community. It's a place for the church communications community to share and collaborate online. And when you join, you'll get access to tons of training resources, including videos from all of our conferences and workshops. Visit thatchurch.community today.